You know, I bet if Goldie could play the Pirates every single night, he'd be happy with that. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's how you go about doing it. First, you win the first two games to at least guarantee a series split. You win game three to guarantee a series victory, but then you take game four and you sink the Jolly Roger. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I'd say that's probably the best way to do it. We're going to recap uh, today's game, or yesterday's game, I should say, and we uh, look ahead to the, uh, well, the Strohs. Coming to town. Coincidentally, it's also the uh, 2004 Cardinals uh, National League Championship Team Reunion Weekend. So, uh, Carp, Edmonds, a lot of those guys all coming in. Tony Walmack, Ray Langford. Should be a lot of fun. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. On iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I should say. Google Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to your favorite show. Uh, Okay, uh, here's the deal. The Cardinals are on a roll. Paul DeYoung is in a hot streak. So is uh, Paul Goldschmidt. The pitching still a little iffy, but man, this series against the Buncos couldn't have come at a better time for the Cardinals. Everybody getting in on the action again today. I came home on my lunch break, watched part of the game, and man, I don't know. I'm all for Goldschmidt hitting in the three-hole, but I, I, I think hitting cleanup might agree with him a little bit. Uh, Tommy Edmond getting his fourth double of uh, his young season off of uh, Musgroves. Munoz getting his seventh double. Weeders getting his third. Goldie hitting his 22nd bomb of the season. He's really starting to catch fire. And uh, let's see, Fowler got a home run, too. And uh, DeYoung, DeYoung really kind of going off as well. Uh, well, Throughout the whole series, he had a walk uh, in this one. You know, he did so good in the last game, you kind of forget what's going on. He had three home runs in the game before. Oh, for three tonight, or excuse me, uh, earlier yesterday. You know what I mean. You're listening to this uh, on Friday. However, I'm recording it on Thursday night. Jose Martinez, one for three. Uh, Goldschmidt going two for three. His average now up to 253. That OPS creeping back towards 800. Uh, Wong, one for four. And there's a there's a lot of hits in this game. A lot of long fly balls. It could have been home runs. Michaelis uh, went six innings, gave up uh, three runs on five hits, had five strikeouts, only one walk. Gantz, Miller, Martinez all coming in and uh, batting down the hatches and saying, you know what? We're going to take this, and we're going right to the Astros. And uh, we're going to talk more about that Astros series coming up in our uh, second segment because that series is likely the most crucial series of the season. It's do-or-die time for the Redbirds. The trade deadline's around the corner. Is the front office going to commit? Are they going to make investments in this team? Or are they going to let them stay pat? and see what they can do. I believe it all hinges on what happens with the Astros. And again, we're going to talk about that coming up 
in our uh, second segment. Right now, though, it's the three big things. Number one. All right, so on some uh, trade talk to get to, anybody wishing for the Madison Bumgarner to St. Louis deal going to be sadly disappointed. Feinsand on MLB.com reporting that it seems increasingly unlikely that Mad Bum going to be moved before the trade deadline. Uh, I guess the Giants believe in what's happening there, and they're going to push it forward. Of course, that, I guess things could change if they go on an extended losing streak through the weekend in the first part of next week. Number two. Matt Carpenter uh, set to possibly make his return today. Uh, in what I read, it still could be that they leave him down for an extended minor league rehab uh, assignment simply because even down there, AAA Memphis not looking good. He still hasn't found that swing. And honestly, you can't take Tommy Edmond out of the lineup if Carpenter isn't right. Number three. And that uh, brings us to our final point of the three big things. What are you going to do at the back end of the bullpen? Carlos Martinez uh, is the closer. It looked, you know, it looked pretty good today. But I think there's a case to be made that uh, Giovanni Gallegos needs to be the closer on the Cardinals. I believe the skill set, the stats, everything prove it out. And I think he needs to get a chance to try to prove himself in that role as well. Because, uh, again... Much like the uh, rumors about Mad Bum not being traded, I don't believe Carlos Martinez is probably going anywhere either. I know they said that him and O'Neill Lane all could be shopped, and I, I, I suppose that could still happen. But I think at the moment, is probably going to be, he's going to stay put. And I think the plan, uh, at least from everything that I've read, uh, says that they're going to try to make him a starter again next season we're going to see what happens you know shoulder injuries uh typically aren't kind and he's got to be able to put in the work to show that he can still be a starter and come to spring training for 2020 ready but that's way down the road we're still talking about 2019 and the fact that the cardinals are tied for first place with the cubs now granted the cubs didn't play today so they didn't have a chance to try to earn that half game back but at the moment the Cardinals and Cubs are tied up top the National League Central. And I said today, but again, yesterday. It gets confusing, I know. The Cubs didn't play yesterday when the Cardinals uh, completed the sweep of the Pirates, so that allowed the Cardinals to uh, pull into that tie with the Cubbies. So with the trade deadline rooming, rooming, looming and uh, a big weekend uh, series coming up against the Astros, a lot of eyes going to be on the National League Central you know, the Cubs have made a lot of moves over the last few years. It seems like every year they add several pieces to try to help them out. And I don't imagine that this year is going to be any different, though I'm not sure exactly where they're going to go and how they're going to do it. Payroll's pretty uh, chopped out, and a lot of the pieces they probably want to trade, nobody wants to trade for. You know, they have, the pitching is a little bit aged. And the Cardinals, honestly, kind of in the same boat. You know, Carlos Martinez, shoulder problems, some command issues, looks a little fried. Question: Well, I'm not going to say it's a questionable work ethic, but that's some of the stuff that's come up in the past about him. So his trade value, probably not as high as it could be, plus you got the contract on top of that. While it's not a lot of money, 
the most major league teams. It's a lot of money for a guy that they can't be sure about. You know, you take a look at uh, uh, Jose Martinez, and I, I love, I love Cafecito. Love him. He's a fun guy. He brings, you know, just so much enthusiasm to the team. But if the Cardinals were going to trade him, it probably should have happened over the offseason when he still had that uh, really good season at the plate behind him, defense notwithstanding. So where do the Cardinals turn? How do they find themselves uh, a left-handed reliever, as I guess the uh, story's been told, or how do they find themselves the uh, starter that they say that uh, they don't need or are they not looking or I don't know. To me, I, I, th- this team is, is more than a few pieces away from being a truly viable contender. You know, the National League Central is, is fairly mucked up and uh, everybody is not as good as they should be. The Cubs got the uh, Brewers over the weekend. A chance for the Cubs to make some distance there. Uh, between the uh, themselves and the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Brewers. And uh, none of the teams are particularly all that good. The Cubs have started to heat up. Thankfully, St. Louis was heating up at the same time. But the Cardinals are still... I, w- I would say the Cardinals are three pieces away from being a sure thing. You need another starting pitcher. That's number one. That's top of the list. Nothing else... Before that, nothing else. You know, you can make arguments about other needs. That is the need that needs to be addressed first. Starting pitching is the top priority in my view. After that, you want to add a lefty reliever to the pen? Yeah, you know, get somebody down in there, but uh, who are you going to send down? The bullpen has actually been remarkably well-balanced and performing well. Now, these last few uh Games, these last couple of series, maybe not so much, but it's because they've been stretched so thin over the fact that the starters haven't been going deep into games. Now, you get a good starter in there, somebody that can uh, help even things out and get some innings under his belt, you're going to start seeing the bullpen act better. So I don't know that a lefty reliever is, is, a, is as much a pressing need as, say, being a starter. And uh, as far as the starter goes, we've talked about this. You know, Mad Bum was on the list. Looks like he's not being moved. Same thing with Trevor Bauer. Uh, Noah Syndergaard was a name that was bandied about, but even if he does get moved, the Cardinals don't have the pieces to acquire him. Uh, And then in addition to that, you've got to look down and just see, okay, who's left? Well, Mike Miner with Texas. If Mike Miner is the best pitcher on the trade market, I don't even know if the Cardinals have enough to go get him. I would like to think so, but when you're competing with the pieces that the Yankees can put out there, when you're competing with the pieces that the Dodgers can put out there, it seems to be a, a bit of a long shot at best. As far as relievers go, uh, one name I've not really heard bandied about very much, but look at Wade Davis with the Rockies. Yes, he's got $17 million coming due to him next year, and he's not pitched all that well this year, or so the baseball card would say. You take a look at the splits, and he's been excellent outside of Coors Field. So that might be maybe where you take a look at a reliever for the Cardinals. You know, and if the Rockies are willing to uh, let St. Louis eat some of that money, that might be a viable option as opposed to sending prospects because the Cardinals aren't going to be able to send Carlson or they're not going to want to. Same thing with uh, uh, Austin Gomber. Not going to happen. But at the same time, you've got to have pieces you can deal for the major league roster. And I don't know 
who you want to give up. And, and, and that's why I don't make the big bucks. That's why I'm not in charge because uh, trades are painful. A good trade is probably the most painful. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about the importance of this weekend and how the entire Cardinal season most likely hinges on this series against the Astros. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can listen to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, the brand-new Himalaya podcast app, your smart devices in your car, and everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Welcome back to Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Friday, July the 26th, a trade deadline. Just a few short days away. What are the Cardinals going to do? Nobody really knows, but I tell you what, a lot hinges on what starts later on today. 7.15 Central Time. The Astros coming to Bush Stadium. I'm not even going to attempt to say that starter's name. Jose Uquiti? Uquiti? He's starting for the Astros. Jack Flaherty taking the bump for the Cardinals. Now, you might say, okay, interleague matchup. Old foes from back in the day when the Astros were in the National League Central. Why is this series so important? Why, why not the series against the Cubs at the start of next week? Why not the series against the Dodgers after the trade deadline? Well, here's why. The Cubs will be taking on the Brewers this weekend. They'll have a chance to put some distance between them and Milwaukee. Here's the other thing. If the Cardinals don't perform well against, against Houston, against the Astros, and let's say they have a bad three-game series, let's say they lose two out of three, and the Cubs sweep, you're suddenly finding yourself four or five games down in the National League Central with a very tough schedule against the, uh, some Cubs who a Cubs team will be rolling after a sweep of Milwaukee. And Milwaukee's a good team. Even if they're not looking for starting pitching, which is crazy. And then after that, you got the Dodgers. If that happens, I don't know that John Mazaliak looks at the trade deadline with any kind of urgency. He may still make a move, but I don't know that he'll be willing to make the kind of move necessary to keep the Cardinals in contention. This series against the Astros is going to be the most important series of the entire season. Hands down. As this series goes, you'll probably see how the rest of the season's going to go. And I mean that. The Astros are no joke. They're one of the best teams in baseball. And even though you're not getting uh, the top of the line pitcher in this first game, you are going to have to face Garrett Cole. Yeah. And you're going to have to face Wade Miley. And it's not going to be easy. No, you don't have to contend with Justin Verlander. But you do have to take care of the other ones. And again, not going to be easy. Just about everybody in that lineup has an OPS. Or no, five guys in that lineup, I believe, have an OPS of over 900. I think everybody in the lineup has double-digit home runs. That's insane. Now, Bush Stadium, a bit of a pitcher's park. But still... It's going to be a heck of a battle for the Cardinals. Houston 66 and 38 on the season. The Cardinals 55 and 47. Now you take a look at Jack Flaherty. He struck out seven Reds 
uh, in his last outing this past Sunday, but he only went four and one-third innings, got a no decision. And uh, there is some hope on the horizon, though. He has reached seven innings in three of his past six starts, but his last win, pitching win, not that those matter, came May 14th against the Braves. The offense uh, tends to have an issue backing up Flaherty's starts. You take a look at uh, when he was facing the Giants and he had the no-hitter going. Same thing there. Uh, for your quitty, and again, I apologize if I'm not saying that name right. It's going to be his fourth career start. He got his first win this past Saturday versus the Rangers. He allowed one run in seven innings, and he's the second Astros pitcher to strike out at least nine with no walks within his first three games. So kind of a wild card. The Cardinals haven't faced this guy before, and it's going to be interesting to see exactly how this one plays out. Ideally, you would like to see the Cardinals go two and three. And in baseball, there you, there's always a path to that. And the key to this is everything has to be clicking. The offense has been red hot over these last few series. The Cardinals are coming in with a lot of momentum. But it doesn't just need to be the offense. The offense has to stay red hot, and the pitching has to get more efficient. I'm not saying the pitching has to be great. It would be nice if it was, but the pitching has to be efficient. You have to be able to have a rested bullpen. You have to be able to call on pitchers and deploy them strategically. If the starters are only going three, four innings, as they are wont to do, and and this Astros team is no joke with the bat, if they only go three or four innings and the bullpen gets exposed early, you could be looking at a sweep, and that's no good. Now, there's no way to tell how the Cubs and the Brewers are going to face off against each other. If the uh, Cubs sweep and the Astros sweep, you're suddenly looking at a pretty big deficit, and you're probably not looking at any meaningful additions at the trade deadline. Now, you could argue that the Cardinals can make up some of that ground when they play the Cubs uh, after this series against the Astros. they got Monday off, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday would be the series against the uh, Cubs. However, the trade deadline falls right in the middle of that. The Cardinals have this one chance to show the front office and show the fans that they, can, they don't just beat up on the bad teams. They can also hand it to the good teams and the excellent teams because the Astros and the Dodgers are about as good as it comes. This is going to be a challenge. And if you are the, if you're a kind of fan I am, where, where you live and die by each pitch, where you live and die by each swing of the bat, this is going to be a stressful series. If the Cardinals can go two and three, I believe that'll merit John Mazaliak to make some meaningful moves and some meaningful additions. Now, again, I don't know what those packages look like. I don't really see a whole lot that he can go out there and trade. Now, he can find a guy maybe that has a lot of salary, and the Cardinals can eat some of that. They got room to do it. Now, that hamstrings him later on, but still. It's one of those games... One of those series, I should say, where it's it's put up or shut up. It's cut nut in time. Cut nut nut cut in time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. The Cardinals have to show what they're made of. They have to do it this weekend. This is their chance. They're getting the best chance they have to do it to, coming in with all this momentum. Goldie's got a hot bat. DeYoung's got a hot bat. 
Heck, even Jose Martinez is doing pretty good on defense. The pitching, while hasn't been great, hasn't been horrible. This is their chance to do it. Watch this series. If the Cardinals do well, you're going to see not only some meaningful additions at the trade deadline, you're going to see a team reinvigorated with an attitude saying, we got this. Could be a fun, fun series. Could also be a very stressful series. We'll have to see. I'm getting ready to get out of here. I hope you enjoy your weekend, your Friday again, game time tonight, 7.15 Central Time, Bush Stadium. You can catch it on your uh, Cardinals radio network affiliate, MLB.tv or Fox Sports Midwest. It's uh, how I watch it is on MLB.tv. Great little service there. Sometimes they have the games on Fox Sports Tennessee, but not all the time. All right. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you Monday. Uh, if you got any questions, if you got any emails, comments about the game, I would love to hear your take on uh, this series this weekend and how you think the Cardinals are doing. Shoot me an email, moose at onairwithmoose.com. And uh, if you type in that, uh, that, uh, that web address, it will take you to a website. And uh, where I do some voiceover work, but we're in the process of revamping that and getting a little, uh, some sports writing action going on there and some other stuff too. So just keep your eyeballs on that. Keep your eyeballs on the Cardinals. Let's hope they do well so they can make some moves. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Again, rate, review, subscribe. Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the brand new Himalaya podcast app, and everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. You drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.